Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's Amir from Broncos Avenue, your host with my co-host Jordan today. Obviously, the Broncos win a big one today um, against the Arizona Cardinals at home, 24 to 15. Obviously, it's been a whirlwind of sports recently. Um, a lot of you know great sports games that have been going on. Um, did you get a, did you get a chance to watch the um the World Cup game this morning? No, I didn't. I was only able to catch the um I was able to catch the first part of, of it a little bit. Dude, what freaking crazy game, man. Yeah, that was I, I, have, I have a very strong opinion about Messi. Um <laughs> yeah, not not the biggest Messi fan. Mbappe is insane though, dude. Like my favorite, favorite football player. Um, but yeah, let's go and talk about this Broncos game. And then obviously yesterday, the Vikings game, holy cow, 33 to zero. Don't know how that, I don't know. How do you blow that lead, man? I've never seen nothing like that. I've never seen nothing like that ever. A 33 point lead, like you allow 39 in the second half. Yeah, it, it, sports around this time of the year is just insane. You got the playoff in, implications, and even for teams that are out of the playoffs, the, it's crazy things be ha- what happen on um, yeah, all the a, championships. Yeah, the, the the Raiders game today was crazy. I don't yeah. know what what I don't know what they, the Patriots are thinking. I final play, my goodness, he laterals it. I don't know why you don't just kneel it and take it to half or take it to overtime. Just go what out of bounds. Play. Just go out of bounds. Just why. And try to give it back to Mac Jones. It's just and Raiders fans are gonna celebrate this one like they just won Super Bowl and act like they actually did something on that play. Yep. Um yep. Mac Jones got fucking trucked like hell. Got he got Chandler Jones looked like prime beast mode on that play. Um but yeah, obviously another huge uh, miracle that the Patriots give up in that game. Um Raiders, you guys are still a poverty franchise. But on moving on from that, the Broncos game. Um, 24 to 15 Broncos now four and 10, obviously, um, at this point, we're just, you know, playing for any wins that we can get paying for, you know, any kind of, you know, enthusiasm because the season's obviously over the Broncos have lots of changes, changes coming in, you know, January 9th, uh, after the um, final week, week 18 is over lots of changes coming, um, to, you know, not only the coaching staff, but the roster as well. Um, but yeah, let's just, uh, you know, go ahead and celebrate this game today. Um, Justin Simmons, two interceptions, Jerry Judy, seven catches, 76 yards. Um, Jordan called that, uh, that, you know, this big game from jo- Justin Simmons today. Um, you know, obviously the first pick throwing right to him. The second pick was a really good ball Hawk though. Um, really good interception. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, people call him, you know, a fraud and whatever, you know, and just saying he's not the best safety in the league. You know, that was a really good pick. The second one, um, you know, the first one, too, he was in the right place, the right the right time. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, if, if he didn't catch that, then people are still going to be calling him a fraud regardless. So I, I don't really pay attention to any of that. Justin Simmons is the best safety in football. No, nah, no, nah, he is. I mean, you know, a lot of people look at it, you know, for free safeties and strong safeties, he's definitely the best free safety in the league for what he's supposed to do, supposed to cover the ground. As Kareem Jack is more like the run stopper and everything. He's supposed to cover, you know, clean up a lot of things. I mean, he's the best at it. I am i don't know how many picks he has this year, though, um, but I'm pretty sure he's near the top of the list with Justin C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, he has like four, I believe, four. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been playing out of his mind. Yeah. Well, no, so, so, I, so after today, he has five. 
Five. Okay, I was I was I was thinking because yeah. he had the two uh, multi interception games, both two interceptions just two weeks ago. He had another multi interception game, and then the Jags game he had a pick. He had the crazy yep. lurk. So yeah, five in total. That's the same man. That's it. That that if you count like just these last uh, you know three weeks, that's just four picks alone. And then you got the Jags game, five picks. That's crazy. And he's missed. He's missed. Uh, you know, a large portion of games. He was on IR. So yep. yeah, that's insane. Bro, and then you got Caden Stearns when he comes back and he's healthy. Man, watch out. Yeah, he's probably gonna be starting next year because uh Kareem, this is probably gonna be Kareem Jackson's last year in Denver, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So Caden Caden Stearns next year is gonna be crazy. I'll actually be surprised if they bring him back on another one year deal. Kareem, Kareem Jackson. Yeah. yeah, and I don't even think he would honestly take that. He might, but I don't know. Um, he'll probably be somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a it was a solid game today. Um, it was like we said in our last episode, it was a winnable game. We should have won this game, and we did. Um, Brett Rippin, he really didn't look that bad today. He had the the bad pick. Um, after he had that Russell Wilson kind of you know shovel pass, which was kind of crazy. I was going crazy. And the next p- play, he gets picked off by his uh his former high school teammate Buddha Baker in the end zone. Um, and but you know, like we said in the last episode, that D line was gonna come on the Cardinals was gonna come to play, and they did. JJ Watt three sacks in the first half. What the hell, bro? Thought he was in the Texans on the Texans today. <laughs> Yeah, I had a good feeling. Not to mention Dalton Rosner went down and Quinn Miners went down. So they, yeah, they feed. It was all backups. Yeah, they, they, they feasted they're, all yeah, feasted. game. Yeah, they're taking advantage of those matchups definitely. Um, it, it's another game where the offensive line just looked really, really bad, really bad. Um, I believe before like um the last you know few, uh, the last two touchdowns of the game late in the game. Um, the offense gave up, I believe, seven sacks. Yeah, the uh, offensive line gave up seven sacks. And this week, yep. I, I can't even blame it on the quarterback holding on the ball too long. They were just rushing right through those guys like it was nothing. They had seven sacks today. They, they had seven sacks today, too. Yeah. And, you know, once they once offensive line started, you know, and I felt like one thing we, we completely forgot to talk about so far, the run game finally got going today. Offensive line did pretty good, you know, uh, you know, run blocking, which I will give them their, you know, their uh, their credit there. Um, Latavius Murray, he had uh, 130 yards and 24 carries, a touchdown. Um, he looked really good today. That's that's a guy that we're probably going to have to debate on if we want to potentially bring him back on a one-year deal. What do you think? You think we should bring him back? You know, obviously we still have to assess three more games, but yeah, um, I don't know. If we bring him back because I think he's kind of similar to Javante, kind of like a downhill type running back. You know, break a lot of tackles, um, in the middle type of running back. I don't know if we bring him back. I mean, I would, I would love it because at this point he's just been the perfect kind of replacement. I mean, every game he's he's running hard, breaking tackles, doing he's doing whatever he can behind our behind our um, offensive line, but not nah, today we ran it. And I'm not going to lie. I thought our run game was going to be shut down. I thought we weren't really going to do much because the Cardinals run defense coming to this game was pretty high, but I mean, he ran it 24 carries a buck 30 and a touchdown. I wasn't expecting that. And Marlon Mack did pretty good too. Yeah. The whole running game today. Very, very good. And I've been saying all season long, and we finally got it today, run the damn ball. And, and if you can run the ball effectively, you're going to win games. When you're averaging, I believe the offense uh, averaged uh, like over six and a half yards a carry today. That's insane. That it was at one point in the game. I'm not sure what they finished at, but at one point in the game, they're five. averaging. Yeah, at one point they're averaging, I believe, like six point seven. It was crazy. And then obviously they had to, you know, chew the clock at the end. That's what it brought it down. But 
just a really, really good game, you know, run blocking by the offensive line. And then Latavius and Murray, Latavius Murray, and then Marla Mack did really, really good job, did what we asked him. Um, and it made life easier for Brett Ribbon in the end. Um, gave him that really clean, uh, swaggy, drippy touchdown pass to Eric Thomas. And I like that. He kind of he faked it, it was, um, you know, he did a little hesitation and gave it to him wide open the end zone. That was fire. Um, yeah, Arizona Cardinals, what happened? You lost to uh, Brett Drippin Rippin. Um <laughs> Really, I'm just I'm just happy we got the win today. Honestly, um, you know the rest of the season that's all we can really ask for, and you know we can't tank because you know we don't have our draft pick, um, and we give the Seahawks a worse draft pick. So, all in all, pretty 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 is a W for the Broncos today. And all you know all assets. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm looking at uh, you know the stat sheet. You know, I pretty much I I think I said D-Hop was going to get around 60 to 70 yards. He finished mm-hmm. with seven catches, 60 yards. Um, Hollywood Brown, I, I thought Hollywood Brown was going to have a better game, but we held him in check. He only had 19 yards. Um, James Conner, I thought he was going to have a bigger game, and we held him in check. I mean, our defense yeah. is done what it's done all season. Shut down. Shut down. I mean, even though it was Trace McSorley at quarterback for most of the game, yeah. they still did <laughs> they, they still did what they had to do. So yeah, he he didn't throw it on a dime. The only dimes he was throwing was the PS2 and Simmons. Oh um, man. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna recover from that one. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, all the Trace McSorley memes are over after this one. Broncos country can, you know, raise their heads on this one, know that we ended all that. But yeah, um, yeah, four and ten. Um, obviously just, you know, happy we got the win today. Obviously the Broncos scored over 16 points. So that's, that's amazing. We scored two touchdowns or actually, I'm sorry, we scored three touchdowns. So really, that's really, really cool to see. Um, and so now that we talked about the good stuff, let's go ahead and get the bad stuff out of the way. We already started talking about the pass, bro. Absolutely awful. I really thought we were going to give up 10 plus sacks today, but they finally held their own at the end. Um, Brandon McManus, you, you're done. You're done, buddy. You're gone at 38 yards, man. This is the third field goal. This is the third field goal of under 40 yards a season that McManus has missed. I'm, so I'm also, telling you, but Brendan McManus, he he's the only kicker in the league that can't kick in Denver. It's like he always misses his kicks in Denver. I mean, he misses them. I mean, of course, in Baltimore and Seattle this year, but a lot of his kicks, he misses them in Denver. I don't get it at all. And, and it'd be the chip shot field goals, the easy ones. Yeah, he seems been... to yeah, he, he seems to nail the 50 yarders, but when it comes down to those 30, 35 to 45 yarders, he just misses him i just i don't get it at all yeah he's supposed to make those he's been playing here his entire career um and you know when you depending on the you know direction of wind and whatnot but just the altitude in general he should be able to hit these it should be easier for him and his his part this experience here um trying to look for this uh okay so according to andrew mason also by the way brendan mcmanus tied with um What's his name? Cade York, the Browns kicker for the most missed field goals in the league, which is a bit <laughs> skewed because he has been asked to kick a lot of 60 plus yarders. But at the same time, he's he's missed three and under 40 yards, which, you know, I mean, col- he's, he's, college kickers can make that. I mean, I mean, he he's getting paid to make them. So, yeah, he's I mean, a top 10 highest paid kicker like this. Is, I don't think it should be a debate anymore. We should look for a new kicker this offseason easily. Um, McManus 24 on of 30 on field goals inside 60 yards this year. That's 80% figure tied for 29th amongst 34 eligible kickers with at least 10 attempts this season. That is like, he should be getting paid bottom five, but he's, you know, getting paid like top eight. So yeah, just, 
I don't think I don't think there's much else to say, Brandon McManus. I think your time's over. Maybe us cutting you, um, you know, lifts the Super Bowl Fifty curse. Since ever since win, us winning that one, finally could uh, make the playoffs. Um, blame, I blame John Elway for that. John Elway, the one that gave him that extension, and he's just it yeah, seemed, it, very questionable. It seemed, it seems like every ever since he's got paid, he's just been horrible. Like he hasn't just been like the same since before he got paid. He used to be really make money, but now he's just like. McMahon is just out there just missing and missing chip shots. Yeah, he went on Twitter and said, um, 38 effing yards, terrible. And everybody in the replies is just like, Yeah, no shit, you're gone. <laughs> They're not holding back. That's Broncos yeah. fans for you. Yeah, but but one player I do want to shout out is Deshaun Williams, though. He went off today. I was not expecting that. At oh, all. yeah. Come on, man. Dude, Two I can't wait to have sacks him. is crazy. Yeah, dude, what a beast. And he's literally our version of Shelby Harris. And he's not even – he was he hasn't even been starting all year. He, he's only been, you know, rotational. He's our – He's starting now. Yeah. He's starting now. Yeah, him and Jonathan Harris got some, you know, um, uh, you know, since Draymond Jones is out for the year. Um, he, you know, if in case you guys didn't know, he got placed in IR with a hip injury. Um, he went to see a few specialists. Turns out he's going to need, he is not going to need surgery, but he's, he's going to need some lengthy time to recover from that. And Jonathan Harris and, um, Deshaun Williams got some good reps today, uh, in the interior defensive line. And they, they made the most of it. Pretty sure Jonathan Harris got a sack. Um, if not, he got a tackle for loss. Um, then obviously, like you said, Deshaun Williams, man, balled out. Can't wait to have him back on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking the the guy we drafted in the fourth round, can't think of his name. Oh, I yeah, Yuma Wasarike. Um, yes, I was thinking, you know, he was going to probably be the guy to finally get some snaps and step up in for Draymond Jones. But they went with Deshaun Williams, and I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. Oh, yeah, he deserved it over him. Yeah, he deserved sure. it, yeah. Yeah, he's been a dog, man. He's been cut from this team and brought back and cut and brought back. Practice squad, active roster, practice squad. And just he's been tossed around a lot, much like Mike Purcell and Shelby Harris. And those three guys are just really great stories. And I, I really, I really can cop. I've been saying it all year. And I said earlier in the year, I think he's our version of Shelby Harris. If we can utilize him right. Yeah. He just came along so well. And, you know, the new um, defensive line coach that we hired from the Rams, he, I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Um, he, but he's just been really good for the defensive line, I feel like. Um, but yeah, Deshaun Williams, man, big shout out to the big shout out to him. Incredible game. Um, new career high for him, two and a half sacks. Um, coming to this game, he only had two sacks on the year, and he had more sacks in this game than he did on the entire year. That just shows what when he gets the opportunity, he's gonna ball out. Um, just a really, really good game on his yeah. part. And we, we talked in the pre pregame podcast that both of these offensive lines are, um, you know, bottom 10 in the league and giving up sacks. So we kind of saw this coming. Um, but, yeah, it was really cool to see those matchups in the trenches for sure. Yeah, um, I will say another – I'll say con in his game was Greg Dolchik only got two targets and one yeah. catch for 11 yards. Surprised, I'm surprised we won not giving, you know, a big playmaker like him the ball. Yeah, I mean um, – when your defense gives you three interceptions, it's kind of yeah. hard to lose any game. Yeah. But uh, playing a second string and a third string quarterback, but I mean, we found a way to win mostly through the run game. But you gotta get Greg Dolchik involved. You just got to. I mean, two targets. Yeah. One sure. catch. I mean, the the coaches that should be motivated to draw plays for Greg Dolchik. I mean, he's a tight end. He should be the security blanket. But I mean, at least Judy had a good game. Yeah, uh, seven kids, 76 yards. I just feel like the the dual situation, I think Russ has really good chemistry with the rookie and Brett, uh, Brett Rippon not so much. Um, so I think that played a factor in it today. Um, yeah. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, 
Jared Judy's wide receiver one. I think we can, you know, have we have that cemented now. Um, him and Kim Patrick are going to be scary next year. Uh, Corliss Sun's a really interesting situation. I'm seeing a lot of people, um, you know, mocking him for potential trades, which is interesting. I'm not at that point yet. I feel like Corliss Sun maybe deserves another year to prove that he's still that, you know, big physical 50 50 ball guy when he's able to stay healthy. Um, KJ Hamler, I think we might need to be at the point of trading him, but at the same time, you know, if we can't get anything for him, then just let him, you know, play the year out, see what we can get for him, maybe raise his trade value before the trade deadline, get him a few big, uh, you know, games and then ship him off for like, maybe like a fifth or something like that. Get something out of him while you can. Cause right now his value is super, super low. Cause I mean, the dude's only played half the games in his career. Um, it, just really disappointing. Um, yeah, yeah, all all in all, you can go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna say I, I think you give the receiving core another year. Um, I yeah. think with Russ, you know, you want to get everybody to come back healthy and see what they can do as a unit, especially with new play callers and everything. I think um you don't trade KJ Hamler. If you're only gonna get a fifth for KJ Hamler, I don't think it's a, any point of trading him. I mean, he's still on his rookie deal. That's kind of just giving him up for free, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, a fifth-round pick is is decent, but it's not nothing, you know, for KJ Hamler at this point because he was a second-round pick. Um, but yeah, I think I think you give the whole receiving group another shot. I would say if you trade anybody, it most likely be Corlin Sutton because he did get an extension. Um, and he'd probably be the most tradable at this point, especially with Judy having the games he's having. Uh, but if you trade Corlin Sutton, I think minimum is probably at least a second round pick. I don't know if you can get a second round pick for him, but I that's that's what I would give up for him. Probably if you're gonna give up Corlin Sutton a second and maybe like a fourth, second and a fourth for him, but I think you run it back with them just one more year. Give Russ a new system, more time to get chemistry with them, and then we'll mm -hmm. see. And if it still doesn't work out, then, yeah, it's time to make moves at that position. But for now, I think we're good. Yeah. Um, Staying healthy. Yeah, yeah KJ Hamler, I, yeah, I, I agree. I'd rather just wait till around the um, the trade deadline point around next year, which, by the way, um, I saw that they're trying – the league office and the GMs are trying to come together – to uh, extend the trade deadline next year by two weeks, which is really interesting. Um, that's going to play a big factor. And, you know, uh, you know, hopefully we're a big playoff contender next year and can, you know, if we really are, you know, um, you know, a winning team that we can be, uh, you know, buyers at the deadline, which would be pretty cool late in the season. Yeah. I think a guy that we actually do need to try to give up when whenever trades are open back up is Alberto. He just needs, I mean, at this point, yeah. he just, he's been a huge letdown, healthy scratches, dropping passes, just hasn't been it. I was surprised that he didn't get traded. I was surprised that we didn't try to trade him yeah. or Melvin Gordon at the deadline, but turns out yeah. absolutely nobody in the league wanted them at all. So it's either going to be a, we cut them or we trade them for like a sixth or a seventh round pick. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get anything on Alberto. He's probably going to be cut in the off season. Um, yeah, I don't really see any point in the staff keeping him unless, like, the new um, head coach comes with a brand-new offense and sees, you know, him being a vital part of the offense, but I just don't see it happening. Um, yeah, the offensive line, I'm really excited to see how George Payne rebuilds it this offseason because lots of, you know, uh, Denver media insiders and reporters are saying that really the only two people that are safe on the offensive line are uh, Garrett Bowles and Quinn Miners. And Garrett Bowles is even a question mark because of, you know, the injury and the contract as well. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the offensive line, the starting offensive line is going to be next year. Also, by the way, Tom Compton is completely – He's so bad, dude. So you think um, Don Rosen is gone? 
I think it's I think it's a possibility. They haven't even he uh, he told me, the media that they haven't even approached him about a um, contract extension. He's going to be a free agent. Also, Draymond Jones, him being injured these last few weeks, he's going to be a free agent too. We need to we need to extend him, man. We need to extend him. Need to. I think you know certain. I, I think Dalton Rise and Draymond Jones has got to be two guys you get back. I mean, you have. I mean, how bad the offensive line is. I mean, he's been healthy. I mean, he's been consistent. I don't see a point of not paying him. I mean, but that's. I mean, George Payton. I mean, he's he's paid guys, but I mean, I, I could kind of see in the way he approaches things that he doesn't really like to overpay people and for what they're worth. But I don't. I mean, because I feel like we get rid of Dalton Rosner, that just creates another need that we can't really afford. Because yeah. if he leaves, we're just gonna have to draft another guard in the first, second round, or yeah, first round. So I just think we bring him back, try to at least. Yeah, I I'm kind of at that point. I think if we like had an option like in free agency to get another guy, then I'm all for it. I'm personally not the highest believer in um, Dalton Reisner. I think he's a great, great person, you know, on and off the field. Um, but I just don't think he's starting. You know, he's our franchise left guard. You know, to be honest, uh, but I like you said, you're completely right. It's like, do we really, do we really, can we really afford, you know, going and getting like a brand new tack, right tackle, then a left guard as well, also the center. That's a lot. That's a, that's gonna take a lot. So I think George Payton might end up just um, trying to find like a team friendly deal with Dalton Reisner, maybe like um, two years, uh, probably probably like Josie Jewell, something like that. Obviously, a little bit cheaper, but. Um, that's probably what we're gonna see. I know Josie Jewell got a two-year, eleven million dollar deal. Um, this he might ask for more. Yeah, no, he, he might ask for more. Than well, Josie yeah, Jewel, actually, because yeah, yeah, I saw the market's pretty high on Ryzen. Yeah, actually. yeah, I would probably say if anything, we bring back short term, it'll be at least minimum ten million, around nine to ten million a year, probably minimum for Dalton Reisner, because I'm pretty sure he can go. A team's gonna offer him like four years. 45 million somewhere around that. Some team's gonna crazy. drop the bag on them. Yeah. Some honestly, team's dropping the bag on them. Honestly, I hate to say it, but I think I think Riser is gonna walk this offseason. <laughs> I think he is. I think they're gonna they're gonna focus on giving that more that money more to Draymond Jones. And I, I mean, because someone's gotta get tagged. If we tag somebody, yeah. it's gonna be him or Draymond. But I if I was them, I'd probably tag uh I'd probably tag Reisner and just pay Draymond. I think you just need to get that out the way. Yeah. I, I wish they paid Draymond at the the um you know the the deadline in the middle of the season. Um six and a half sacks a season leads the team. Um he's like top ten in every interior defensive lineman category. He's even top five in some. Um I could be wrong. I believe he's second in quarterback hurries by like interior defensive lineman or something like that. That's insane, man. That's like Aaron Donald stuff. So you got to bring guys like that back. Yeah, I mean, he does all the dirty work. Um, I just mm -hmm. hope we don't pull another Shaq Barrett situation where we let a God, guy walk and he goes somewhere and just I'm gonna cry, falls bro. out. <laughs> I still can't believe we did that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I hope it doesn't turn into one of those situations where we just – think we can replace him because we got talent at the position and then just let him walk. He goes somewhere and has an insane season. That's the worst thing that can happen. What do you think about Randy Gregory and Baron Browning? Do you think they're going to be like a really explosive duo that we're comfortable in for next year? I think they have the potential to be, but with those two guys, it's, the question is always going to be health. I mean, yeah. they're both always injured, and with our with our staff, it's no telling. I I mean, yeah, I think you obviously you got Nick Benito, um, and you got a couple other guys, but I think that they're going to be the starters, and it's all going to be by health. That's the 
it's just the main thing with them too. I mean, Randy Gregory's been out most of this year. Bam Browning's always have some hip injury, some lower body injury where he's missing like two to four weeks at a time. I mean, if they're healthy, they're a problem. But I just hope that it's not like a Von Miller Bradley Chubb thing where you know they only get to play a certain amount of games with each other, and that's it. And then we end up moving on from them. But overall, it should be good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's basically our uh, takeaways from this this game. Um, we got who who do we got next? We got the Chargers, right? Um, let's see, pretty sure it's the Chargers. No, it's the Rams. We oh the yeah, Rams. Christmas. Really forgot. Really forgot. <laughs> yeah, got right. Russ. Russ versus Baker Mayfield on Christmas. That should be interesting. Nickelodeon. It, it looks. I'm pretty sure Aaron Donald's gonna come back for that game. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, bro. Russ is luck, dude. We might as well just sit him, dude. I feel bad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Aaron Donald's gonna come back in their defense. They're gonna be hyped. They're uh Baker somehow playing with some fire. We're gonna see what they do tomorrow. But um I don't even know about that one. That that's gonna be a tough one. It's in LA. I mean, we should win. I pretty I'm, I hope we win. It's Baker and a whole bunch of second, third string receivers, and yeah, Russ is coming back, but we'll see. All right, so let's go ahead and close off the episode with just a random, random question. Um, top three receivers in the NFL, just random question. Uh, go. Do three, uh, two, then one. Uh, this year, I have to go three digs. Um, two, I mean, if I had to be honest, I mean, begin, most of the year I've had Tyreek. I think Tyreek's been the most consistent, but I'm going to have to put him at two just because Jettis has just been – he's been unbelievable the last three weeks. And Tyreek he, – he has, Tyreek hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been Jettis. So I'll go Tyreek two and Jettis one. And Jettis has just been unbelievable. But him and Tyreek have both been unbelievable. They're both on pace to break Calvin Johnson's record. It's just – it's insane. Yeah. What about I, you? Ooh, it could really go multiple – it really could go a lot of ways. I'm going to go top three receivers – Number three, actually, Devontae Adams. I know Raiders fans. I, I don't like Raiders fans, but I got to go three Devontae Adams, even though he dis- disrespected um, <laughs> back one. Um, cor- uh, then wide receiver two, Tyree Kill. He just impacts the game in a way that, you know, not many receivers ever had. Um, I saw, you know, um, a clip on the Club Shay Shay podcast. Um, yes. where he was talking about how where he uh, he went to the Dolphins because he wanted to show the value of like the wide receiver position, how it's just as valuable as the quarterback position. I thought that was really interesting because if you watch Tyreek Hill play, the way this dude tracks the ball and makes life easier on like a, you know, I wouldn't call Tua average, but just slightly above average. He's a, he literally made two an MVP candidate single handedly. Nah, he did, and I mean he has. I mean, and because of the attention he gets, Jalen Waddle is just just as explosive almost. I mean, if you watch a lot of the Dolphins games, two will be under throwing both of those guys. Yeah. I mean, they be wide open. Yeah. I mean, two. I'm not saying two has played bad. I mean, he's had he had the bad game about two weeks ago, but I mean he's been playing really good, but. It's been some throws. I'm like, man, if this dude had Mahomes or Justin Herbert, it'd just be it's just unreal. But I mean, yeah, I mean, he's made I mean, Tua Tua had a pretty good end of the season last year. The Dolphins, they won, I think, their last seven games the end of last year. But I mean, this year he just completely different. I mean, he's had like all these games of 300 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, that's because of Tyreek. That's all that's Tyreek yeah. and Mike McDaniel, but Tyreek just he he got he has like that this. MVP kind of status yeah, and like, like he impact just, on the NFL. It's like 
It's like he's always open. Like it's like no matter what you do, he gets the ball. He catch he catches it short and he can run it for 15, run it for 50. I mean, you saw what he did. He picked up the fumble and Tua just basically gave him the ball. He just ran it all the way in for a touchdown. It's just like he 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 changed the Dolphins. He he made them Super Bowl contenders. I give him that. Yeah, I mean, he's changing the wide receiver position as well. It's pretty insane to see. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching, like, NFL draft film on these wide receivers, and I'm looking at a lot of guys that can mimic what Tyreek Hill does. That's just how highly I think of him. So, yeah, he's yeah. my number two receiver. And then, obviously, number one's got to be Jay Jettas. Love J- Bro, Jay Jettas is my favorite non-Bronco. He's so, so fun to uh, watch. I have a hot take. I think Justin Jefferson will finish – top two in receiving yards all time and may finish as the best receiver of all time. Oh, that's a that's Ma- major, major hot that's take. Crazy. And I mean, also, I, I don't think he's going to finish his career with the Vikings. I mean, I, I could see that definitely. Cause I don't think yeah. they're going to win any Super Bowl with Kirk cousins, unless, you know, they draft somebody and he comes in and it's like insane. But I will say, uh, I don't know about him being the best receiver. I think he'll definitely finish around like top five, maybe maybe top five, top seven. But I think it's it's too early to go that far. Um, that yeah. that's why makes it a hot ass take, bro. I think Justin Jefferson is so different, bro. The way he, every everything you everything you look at in his game just screams like goat potential. And I I don't know. I'm just gonna go ahead and take my shot and say he's gonna be one of the best. That's how much I love Justin Jefferson. I think the the Over way Randy oh Randy. Bro, he he's like a he's like a almost a younger Randy Moss, man. I mean, I mean, t- I mean, to me, they're kind of two different receivers because Randy was just flo- just running past everybody. He's like Tyree, just yeah. running past everybody. I mean, Jed it is, is a different age. It is, but yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's on pace to break Calvin's record, so yeah, that's yeah. that's a step in the right direction towards it, I guess. Yeah, it, yeah, it's unbelievable what he's doing. Um, yeah, that that Vikings Colts game. Out, outrageous. Um, and the, the crazy thing is about that comeback is the Vikings still got robbed of two defensive touchdowns. Man. Because the refs kept blowing plays dead for no fucking reason. I don't know why the refs are doing that. Like, it's, it's so like, annoying. It's annoying. Like, they're blowing play. I, I remember they, they did that to the Cardinals a few weeks ago when J.J. Watt, he he was going to pick it up and run it in, and they ruled the play dead. And it turns out it was a fumble, and they had to give him the ball at the 20, and it was just like, <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, that comeback – I kind of felt something. I was like, because, man, I was like, this is too true. Like, the Colts, 33, it was the 33-0 at halftime. Yes. Yeah, and I was just like, I made it. I was like, man, if I can do a comeback, I was like, nah, they're not coming back. Because yeah, I'm like, there's no team that's going to allow a 33-point comeback. But, I mean, Matt Ryan led one. I mean, he blew that 23 in the Super Bowl, not 33-0. I mean. Dude, you can't recover from this, bro. If I'm Matt then, Ryan, I'm going to let – I can't even look at the fucking media in their eyes. That's I mean, how bad I'm gonna feel. I mean, and no offense to Kirk Cousins, but you to Kirk Cousins, 33-0. Dude, all the all the people calling he, I guess he's primetime Kirk now because he completely turned that around. Man, that was that that game was I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the Colts allowed that to happen. Their defense gave up 39. <laughs> game like, for the just, ages, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Great game. Um, great, honestly, just a great week of sports. It's been crazy. And then next week we got Saturday Red Zone is gonna be awesome. Um, and then obviously, you know, the Broncos play on Christmas. Um, gonna be a great week. Um, just a really great week of sports. Really cool to watch all these games. Um, still dude, going to this Broncos game, I was so unenthusiastic just because I was still recovering from that Mbappe loss. I was so Over. mad, bro. So <sighs> mad. 
Bro, let me say something. I know this is a Broncos podcast, but Messi is a fraud, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, God. <laughs> Messi is a – okay, so his whole career, yeah, you could say he's top three or whatever, top two. He's. I don't think he's a GOAT, but Messi is a fraud this season and this run to the World Cup in the final because – and even mainly today, I'll tell you why. He, how are you going to say that he's the GOAT after this performance – after he literally lived off of penalty goals his whole trip to this World Cup. And then on top of that, you know, you literally barely could win off of penalty goals against a one-man team in Mbappe. He was their only chance of winning this game. Penalty kicks, he could, bro, honestly, if Mbappe kicked every penalty kick, they pro- France probably would have won. That's crazy. He put on the one of the best athlete performances by sports in a sports game we've ever seen. This is unbelievable what he did at 23 years old. I think Messi is a fraud because he had to live off of these penalty-ass goals. The refs were fucking questionable the whole game. And I, I don't know, bro. I, I feel I don't like think Messi's people... a fraud. I, I don't think Messi's a fraud. I think that's that that's kind of crazy. I mean, I mean, yeah, he got he got a little lucky today, but I'm not gonna sit here and say he's a fraud. I mean, he's still one of the greatest ever. Yeah, I think yeah, he's one of the greatest ever, but his I don't know, this run to this World Cup, bro, it felt so fraudulent, man, especially today. I feel like you should credit Argentina today, not not just Messi. Yeah, no, nah, for they sure. Could, yeah. They could barely take down a one-man team. I don't know, that's just where I'm at on that. I got a, a lot of hate for that today, but I just had to get that out. Yeah. But, yeah. And I, I will say this. I know it's also not Bronco related, but, man, that Cowboys game was crazy. I'm not going to lie to Cowboys-Jaguars. That was Oh, insane. yeah. Yeah. I can, I don't know how. And people, you know, I'm. Everybody's saying Dallas got the best defense in the league. I'm sorry, but you you can say whatever you want about Denver. Today. No, you can say whatever you want about Denver. Denver is not allowing. Broncos aren't allowing that. The 49ers for sure aren't allowing that. Buffalo isn't allowing that. You, how? Yeah, I mean, we didn't. We I beat mean, them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know it's Trevor Lawrence is hot, but Zay Jones. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he had three tutties, didn't he? I mean, Zay Jones, he killed them today. Yeah, he had um six catches, 109, and three touchdowns. He averaged 18 yards a catch. Goodness. And they lost in the most they, poverty way. That Rashawn Jenkins is him, though, bro. That was that was insane. He also had the pick, pick earlier in the game, too. A pick six to end a pick six to end the game in overtime. The Cowboys were sick because they they had this in the back. And the whole week, everybody was saying this is a trap game. I'm like. I think Dallas gonna take them serious. Ain't no way Dallas just go out and just sell, and that's exactly what they did. They choked. I mean, Dak didn't play horrible, but uh, it's just you know who else is a fraud? Dak Prescott. Yeah, no, nah, I mean he 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 gets more love than I think he deserves. But I mean, t- today was just today just shows. I mean, he, he's probably gonna end up holding him back. And I mean, that defense is that defense to me is looking inconsistent. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's still a good defense, but you can't give up. That you can't give up all that to the to the Jaguars. That's just Trevor Lawrence four touchdowns, three hundred eighteen yards, only sacked once. Nah, that's crazy. Yeah, nah, crazy, crazy. crazy. That just bro, that just shows you. And we can tie this all back to the Broncos. That shows you how important coaching is for a football team. Doug Peterson, the Broncos missed out on him. Doug Peterson is a great coach, and the Jags are have a much better record than. They probably, you know, would have had if, you know, let's say Nathaniel Hackett's coaching them. So that that's just that just says a lot about coaching, in my opinion. Um, I, mean, I, I just Jesus. can't wait for the the future of, you know, who, who's going to be the next head coach of this team. Hopefully George Payne scores this time because if he doesn't, he's probably going to be gone. 
Yeah, I mean, I will say, like, I mean, you got I mean, you I'm looking at I'm just looking at that Cowboys game. They got killed in every aspect. You got ETN went for over a hundred, and then Trevor Lawrence dotting them up. I mean, yeah, it ties back to Denver. How how great our defense is. I mean, God. And I mean, yeah. if people looking at that as an elite defense, then what is ours? Jesus. Yeah. Crazy game. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Finally, it feels like he's finally cementing himself as that, you know, number one overall pick, the reason that they took him there. So a lot of people are calling Justin Fields the best quarterback in that class, and he still might be. But uh, but by the way, Justin Fields, that touchdown, well, it wasn't a touchdown. He stepped out at the nine, but that near touchdown, I, I don't think I've ever seen something like that. Like we've seen some insane quarterback yeah. runs, but. Dude. I don't think anybody expected him to be this type of runner. I mean, coming out of college, I, I never really thought he was like just a scrambling machine like the he way wasn't. he is now. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, I, I knew him for just throwing the most beautiful, some of the most beautiful passes I ever seen, like the one to Olave mm -hmm. in the playoff was crazy. I mean, but what he's doing over a thousand yards rushing, I mean, it's just, I wouldn't expect that at all. That's I'm not insane, gonna lie. man. That's insane. I mean, he's over a thousand for a quarterback. I mean, I mean, I don't really blame him. Though. I mean, I think the Bears kind of realized how bad their offensive line was and realized there was no point in making Justin Fields pass, like throw the ball a lot. So they just started letting him run the ball. I mean, it's for, for that part, it's worked. It hasn't really resulted to a lot of wins, but I mean, him running the ball has worked because their offensive line is – I mean, I think Denver's is bad, but the Bears is – Yeah, it's so weird because they didn't even draft him to be this player that he is right now. And maybe At he all. just like – Yeah, maybe he just like – you know, discover this unhidden talent, but and he probably knew it all along because I mean he ran a four four at the combine, but or at his pro day, um, but yeah, the way that he's like involved into a runner, and I said it a few weeks ago, I don't think the Bears need to go get another elite receiver. You know, start drafting uh -huh. some guys, maybe sign a guy, but you don't really need to go trade for another elite receiver or you know go get another. I I would say they do to a point because I don't think Claypool is going to be with everybody. You know how everybody kind of hypes up Claypool to be. I think Mooney Mooney is tough, but I still think you need you need you need a, a weapon for Justin Fields if you want to expand this offense and make him to the, the kind of player you drafted him to be. I think they need at least another weapon. But yeah, they, they will do it. I mean, they have an insane, absurd amount of cap space coming up. It's like over a hundred mil. So yeah, they're yeah, going to be. They, they, they traded everybody. Here. They traded yeah. Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, Khalil Mack. They got they got money for days and picks. Yeah, but I mean, but what I would say with George Payton, though, I mean, yeah, he he's got to get the coaching right. I mean, he could have had Mike McDaniel, Brian Daybo. He there's so many coaches. I mean, he just he got he got to get this next one right for sure. Because if he doesn't, it's gonna be he's probably gonna be gone. I'll say within the next few years. Yeah. All right, so I uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's uh, podcast. Um, if you guys enjoyed uh, and you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button. Make sure you guys subscribe. It would mean the world to us. Uh, make sure you guys are followed um, on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. If you're on Apple, Spotify, podcasts, um, make sure you guys are followed. Have notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. Uh, make sure to follow Jordan on JMX Sports. Uh, really appreciate that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you're on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed up and you have notifications on so you never miss an episode there as well. Um, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Fun as usual. Glad the Broncos got the dub today. Really reassuring. Um, I believe they're on like a five-game losing streak. Really needed this one just for the morality of this fan base because we've been through a lot. A lot of, lot of one-possession games and just losing late games. It really sucks. Really demotivating. 
Um, but second half, they finally got it done. Really, really great to see. I'm um, just looking forward to the future of the Broncos moves that they make. And hopefully we can uh, stack this one, you know, get a win on Christmas. Um, pretty soon we'll be having Benjamin Albright on the podcast. Um, so make sure you guys have the notifications on. Yeah, going to be a really fun episode. So do not miss that one. Have notifications on. That's why I always get, tell you guys this. Um, we're not lying. We're going to have these players and these insiders on. Um, we're This podcast is about to t- uh, take off, seriously. So, um, be, you know, stick with us. We got lots of great content coming. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Until the next one, peace. Peace.